What you been doing lately, man? Dude. Well, mostly running. Hey, what's up, YouTube? <laughs> what's up, YouTube? <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast. And welcome to you, too. That's not on YouTube. You guys that are listening on audio. We, uh, we appreciate you joining us for today's conversation. Uh, we have only three contributors to this conversation here today. Tech guy. We got some new shirts coming out for the tech guy soon, don't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should Y'all be here next on. week. If you guys are fans of the tech guy, just get ready. Save your money. Save your money. <laughs> Chili's got something coming for you. Yeah. We, we've got uh, Chili up in here. What's up, Chill? What's going on? You you seem to be back to your normal self today. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. What's different? Well, just it was the other day. I don't remember if it was a week ago or two weeks ago. You were you were in a strange mood. You seem to be back back in your old self today. Well, it's always it's always just me being me, man. And uh, I'm just wondering what you've been doing l- lately. I mean, what I've been doing. In, c- <laughs> in case you're wondering, me and Mike Borelli have been listening to the new. Uh, the new Morgan Wallen album. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Morgan Wallen. So I'm just curious what you've been doing. Um, so we're missing Brooke today. Where you at, Biscuit? I think Biscuit's getting a mas- massage or something, probably. Mm. I seen her car down there. Yeah. Yep. She's got to. She's got to take care of herself. Um, how many people we got joining us on YouTube today? So far. <laughs> 50, 60? Hey, man, YouTube, where you at, son? <laughs> What's up, YouTube? Freaking Joker's sleeping, man. <laughs> the heck? Well, we are a little bit early today. Yeah, we don't we don't have a time where we tell them to join. Well, well, you know, what have I been doing? Been doing a lot of been doing a lot of running here lately. Getting back into it, man. And uh Dude, I am going through a complete transformation in my entire way of thinking and in my mindset. In, oh. in, in the way that I see things. It's familiar to me. It's um it's really odd, but it's a complete transformation. And I hope it continues because I've got enough I've got enough notes written in this phone right now. Just f- that came from the last two weeks. That if I wanted to, I could sit down and and write all this stuff out, and it would change your entire world. You watching this? I'm being serious, man. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know um, what's going on, but you know, a lot of y'all ain't even ready to hear it. Chili's been, you know, I thought I, I thought I was where I need to be. Chili's been telling me for the last two years, "Hey man, you ain't ready. You ain't where you need to be." Ain't you been telling me that? Yeah, we have. We've had lots of conversations about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, this is what's odd. Is you know you've been saying all that over the last couple of years, and. 
I just thought you were full of crap. I just thought, no, man, I, I'm where I need to be. I'm rocking and rolling. No, I hadn't been. Yeah, look, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Y'all, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, I believe that. Y'all think, y'all think what what has been happening was the grand finale? No, I was nowhere even close to where I had to be to handle what's coming. All right. So, but the the funny thing is, is Chili's been telling me all that, and I think he's full of, and I'm sitting here like, oh, this dude's just full of crap. What? Here's the way it works. When somebody's trying to explain something to you that you're not ready to hear because you haven't experienced what you need to experience in order to receive what that person is trying to tell you, you can't hear it. You just can't hear it. it that, that's what's interesting you know, I've been one day, I one day <laughs> when the Lord calls me and puts the passion in my heart to do so, I am going to write a book. I'm going to one day. But it is interesting as I as I've filled my phone with notes over the last 2 weeks, I'm sitting here thinking about if I was to write all this stuff down only about maybe a quarter or less of the people that picked it up and read it would even understand what I'm saying because you can't understand it until you get to the place where things have to happen for you to understand it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think many things, many lessons are only going to be learned from experience and it's a waste of time to to opine over them and stress over them and 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 as someone trying to help convey a lesson to somebody they're never going to they're never going to get it unless they experience it just like you're saying but I've I've even been talking lately about how many changes in the way of thinking, some, a lot of people like to say mindset. I don't know what the heck that means, but how many of changes in those areas can be derived from one, uh, one's own rational thinking? And it's, it's interesting. I think, for instance, self-confidence. So many people struggle with self-confidence more than I even previously thought. It's, it's dang near everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on some level, it is almost anybody. And and the thing is, most people are confident in themselves in some things, but they're not in many things. And overall they're not. And some things it's 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 realistic. It's good to not be confident in yourself in. I'm not confident in myself that I can get up on a stage and 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 sing. Cause I, I it'd be horrific. Like, I don't need to be confident in myself in that, but a lot of, most people struggle with overall self-confidence and are not confident in areas of their life that they should be, yeah. that, that, that is warranted. And I wonder why that is, and I don't have the complete answer for why that is yet, but I'm working on it, but I was thinking how to fix it. <clears throat> and I think first you have to diagnose 
why that's the case before you fully diagnose why that's the case before you can fix it. But also I've been thinking, can you, can you just reason with yourself and say, man, I want to be more confident in myself. I'm going to be. And then it just happens. No, but I think there is an element of you can, you can think through things and, and change how you think about yourself, but through logic and reason and, and rationalize things. But but mainly what you realize is that people derive self-confidence or changes in their desires or changes in their innate feelings about things through, through experience. It's not, it's not really their own will that, that, that makes the change. It just has to happen through the course of their life and what happens to them. And I mean, I feel like that's what you're saying, but that's what I've realized lately. Interesting. Yeah, there are some key components in in the journey to becoming completely confident. And the key components are not the components that you are that you probably think they are. Yeah, most people have it wrong. Yes, mo- most people have it, it very wrong. Okay? Um, this goes back to something that I said on the, tr- on the track today. And we, we can't, br- obviously, I, I will break this down in, in, in entirety one day but we're not going to do it here on the podcast, but something I said on the track today, this is something I have recently come to the realization of it is, is, it is a true statement in terms of this discussion around self-confidence. Remember when I said, you remember what I said at the end of the video there? Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And I feel like you have learned it. I mean, yeah. self-confidence, the main reason people aren't is they're too focused on other people. They're, they are influenced by external pressure, external criticism. Uh, there, there, you, that right there. So the, the, when I look at self-confidence, when I look at an individual who is at, at, the, at the highest level in terms of self-confidence, they have gotten to a place, and there's a process to get to this place, where they are truly not influenced by any external pressure, the only thing that influences their performance is the pressure that they put on themselves internally. That's it. They create their own pressure. And nothing externally, because, and here's why this has to happen. You cannot control the external pressure. You can't control, you have no control over external criticism. So you can't control the uncontrollable. So if you let those things influence you, they will eventually crush you because you can't control it. But you can control the controllables and that is what you have to focus on. And the essence of self-confidence is being able to completely block out any external pressure and then create the pressure that you need to be the best 
within yourself. And that is the only thing that is driving you to perform. Uh, this a whole a whole a whole another avenue of this. If you're using external pressure or external criticism to drive your performance, you will never get to the top because hate is a dirty fuel. You can run on hate. About eight hundred meters. It, it'll it'll it, it will drive performance but it will not drive performance to the level of the absolute best ever it's a dirty fuel it's like trying to run freaking diesel in a gasoline engine it ain't gonna work so it's what i talked to chili about this morning on the track and i gave you and chili already knew this i gave you guys this lesson for for the youtube video we did a four-mile time run this morning, okay? Now, Chili was running behind me the entire time, right on my heels, until the very last lap. And at the very last lap, he came around me and did his thing and beat me by probably 30, 45 seconds, something like that. And I talked about that as a as a strategy for somebody who understands what we are talking about right now and, and like i said many, many of you guys this is going completely over your head you don't even you don't you're not in a place where you could even receive this if we talk about this in terms of of r- racing a running race if we talk about this in terms of of any competition all right a lot of people think you need to get out front immediately well, that's not always the best strategy, okay? Sometimes that can work. You, you have to assess who you're competing against. But if you are running right behind the person who's in the lead, that person in the lead more than likely is not developed to the proper level, to the level that he needs to be developed to. That person in the lead, more than likely, if you're right behind them, you own that person's mind. You own that person's mind because if they are untrained, the only thing that they're thinking about is you because they can hear your footsteps. They know you're right behind them. They can't see you. So that whole time they're thinking about you. And it's a very strategic thing to do because it's interesting to think that you can actually own someone in that way, right? As a matter of fact, anyone out there who is, who's not, who's basically betting against you, anyone out there who's criticizing you, anyone out there who hates you. Anyone out there who's talking about mistakes that you've made in the past, things that things that maybe you, you're incompetent at, anybody that is doing those things to you, you actually own them. Do you understand that? You own them. But if they get in your head, 
they can own you. What? Yeah. So that's the problem. It's a exactly. it's a perspective thing. It, exactly. It's a that, so that's that's their ultimate goal. It's exactly. a power struggle. Exactly. So until you get to where we're talking about in terms of confidence and only being influenced by the pressure that you put on yourself internally, at that point you laugh because you own them. Now, be careful with that. Because when you come to this realization, you can get very prideful. So when you realize that you're actually owning these people, that's a powerful place to be in. Because once you come to that realization, you can completely destroy them. Because you own them. You own their mind. You are what they are thinking about, and they are not thinking about you. They are not giving you their energy because they want to. It's because they can't control their own thoughts and emotions. It's because they're distracted on what they are supposed to be doing, and you can then destroy them. Be careful. Don't get prideful in that moment. Don't destroy them. The best thing to do is recognize the fact that you own them and actually you should feel sorry for them at that point. If you want to feel any way about them, you should feel sorry for them, okay? So he's run he's running right behind me. That person up front, all they think about is you. You own them, man. You can see them. They can't see you. All you have to do is keep your competition within striking distance until it matters. And then know that you have the ability to crush them when it matters. That's all driven by your own internal desire to win. This is key, man. I'm telling you. Well, I want to talk about the reverse side of that really quick because like you said, it's, it can go either way. <clears throat> and when that's when that's all happening, how you respond to it and how you react to it is not entirely a choice because it just seems like a human reaction that you're either wired a certain way or not. But many people are very, very bothered by that. And then the peop those people that you're talking about will end up owning you. And that's what yes. happens to so many people. That's what happens to 99% of people. And, You're exactly right. And, and you know, what I've, you talked about how we've talked about this for two years. And, you know, that's true. We've talked about all kinds of stuff forever. But, you know, going back four or five years ago, I mean, really longer than that in high school, the way that I would approach things was I remember saying it out loud back then. Because someone asked me one time, did I feel pressure to uh, win races in high school? Did I feel pressure? And they meant from other people because in my high school, small high school, you know, the teams were not good. And everyone thought I could, like, I was supposed to win everything. I didn't. But... And, and I remember thinking like, yeah, I've, I mean, there's pressure involved, but it's not from you yeah, or anybody else. I remember, I remember looking at it like, you know, when things explode, it's a matter of pressure, right? When they implode or explode. And to me, with a human being in competition, 
or just in life, there's, there's external pressure and there's internal pressure. And I literally told somebody this, my internal pressure is so high that the external pressure could never get high enough to make me explode. Like, that's how I looked at it. Like, basically, I put enough pressure on myself so much, an infathomable, infathomable amount, that I literally, whether I, I don't think it's a choice, it's just the way I am, I don't feel external pressure. I mean, I didn't even know that it, it doesn't register. I didn't care if what people thought I was going to do or thought I could do or wanted me to do. Or, I mean, it was a, it was an entirely internal process and I just don't think a lot of people are wired that way. So that's what I've racked my brain for a long time of how do you help somebody that's not wired that way, no longer care what other people think about them. You want to know why they're not wired that way? Well, I, I know why. I don't know the answer to that yet. I know why. Okay. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not in every single scenario, but I, I know why people aren't wired that way for for the most part. Um, human beings, I would say the overwhelming majority, um, as as children, young children, were and are wired the way that we're talking about, right? They're not affected by external pressure and influence from the outside. But over time, uh, over time, they, they basically get reprogrammed over time. The reason, the reason why most people are so affected by the external chatter is because they are allowing mistakes they have made in the past to define them. If this makes any sense to you. If this makes any sense sense to you. As soon as you as soon as you you're going through life, you make a big mistake in life. All right? Whether it's you get severely overweight, you you go through a divorce, you get caught in some affair, uh, you lose all your money and have to bankrupt, um, whatever the big mistake might be for you, right? I'm the poster child of this, all right? I made many big mistakes in my life. What happens when you make that mistake is two things can happen. You can take ownership of the mistake, you can learn from it, and you can just freaking keep driving forward harder than you've ever drove forward before, all right? But here's what happens 90 plus percent of the time. A human being makes a big mistake, and that mistake, they allow that mistake to define them for the rest of their life. They really do. And so when you when that happens and and you're carrying the burden of that mistake look 
you're you're never as long as that define and here's the thing then you then life goes on you're allowing this single mistake to define you well then you make another big mistake and it just piles on and piles on and piles on and that is exactly what is eating away at your confidence all right and it's and we talk about external when you make mistakes in life People are, there are going to be people that see it happen, that know that, and this is another thing that stops people from ever moving forward from a mistake. They say, I can't move forward because people know about this mistake I've made. And here's the thing too. Every human being has made a terrible mistake in life, whether you, whether you know, whether you know about it or not. Some people have kept them pretty hidden. When you see someone that makes a huge mistake in life, they learn from it, they move forward, and they they start, they get better, and they keep winning, and they keep winning, and they grow, and they grow, and they grow. That pisses everyone off. Because everyone's looking at this person who made a huge mistake and then moves forward, grows, pushes, works, keeps growing, just becomes successful. Everyone that's looking at this person, all of these people who are looking at this person, they are the types of people who let their mistakes define them. So then they get pissed off because they're like, no, that person shouldn't be allowed to do that. Why are they... They No, they're not allowed to win. They made a mistake. See, that's the only way that they can comprehend. And then they get pissed off because they think that shouldn't be allowed to happen. And they're watching it happen and they get, they get pissed off. And then they try to hold that against you. Right? And that's that external, that's part of that external pressure that can influence you. The mistake is the thing that distract that distracts you or detracts from your self-confidence. A child is confident, but life will beat the confidence out of you because you cannot go through life without having major mistakes unless you're just an apathetic human being and you never want anything. You can get through life safe. You're right. If you don't want to accomplish anything, you can get through life fairly safe. But the mistakes that you've made in the past are what have completely eroded your confidence to the point that the only thing that's influencing you, dictating your time, speed, direction, your mission, is the mistake and the outside chatter that's coming in about the mistakes that you have made. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. I'm just telling you, life has eroded your confidence in yourself. Who freaking cares what you've done, man? Who cares what you've done? Who cares? Well, now you're getting into the whole concept of people won't understand it because that's why I've I, sometimes I try to say what I can say to help somebody with their confidence issues or caring what other people think. But I've noticed that the conversation ends up always devolving into why do you care? 
I, I just say that over and over again. And that, that's when it needs to wrap up because the person like that, you, you just have to get over that hump. Why do you care? You're exactly right. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. That's exactly right. Right. You have to answer that for yourself because basically it, it always gets to that point where you just start, look at them and shake them and go, why do you care what other people think? And then you can't go any further. Why do you care? It's because your perspective's wrong and only experience can change your perspective. Yeah. And listen, man, I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people about past mistakes. I don't think that's the entirety of the, the, the issue, but it definitely is for, it's a big thing for a lot of people, like, you know, including, including your life, you know, I mean, I think that's what you're describing is your own experience. And everybody wants your mistakes to define you. Well, everybody, there are very few people in this life that are going to root for you. Very few. Well, most people will root for you until you get the success that they're rooting for you to have, mm. which is pretty interesting, but that's that's a whole nother that's very interesting psych- isn't it? psychological discussion most people will actually root for the what they deem as the underdog until they're no longer the underdog it's pretty interesting but anyway what you're describing there is past mistakes a lot of people see for people to hold criticize, on hold on have you ever made a, mis- a big mistake before well, yeah okay just <laughs> making sure for for people to um criticize you or hate on you which is what bothers so many people they have to do it through an attack vector. Okay, so major attack vectors are wealth. Like if you're a rich guy and you've got a lot of things, you got a couple big houses, some nice cars, tons of possessions, lots of money, that's an attack vector. Basically meaning people can use that and leverage it against you to say, hey man, look at this dude. He's saying all this stuff. He's saying be kind to others, do this, and he's got all this freaking crap. Yep. What a hypocrite, you know. Another attack vector like you're describing is your past mistakes. Yep. People can use that as leverage against you. But here's what people fail to realize. They actually can't use that against you. They actually can't. They just bring it up. People just, you see it in celebrities all the time. They're like, oh, look at that rich guy, that piece of crap. I mean, yep. it's it. they're not doing anything. They're just trying to get at you. Through their own jealous, preconceived notion of you, like the uh, the way you let that work is by caring and by letting them get in your head and have power over you. One hundred percent. That's the only way it works. The only way any of that works is if you is if you're not where is you need to be. <laughs> that's the only way it works. Yep. And the only problem is is I don't have the magic switch for people to flip. To where they go from caring to not caring. They can't understand it, man. But once that happens, boy, it's a big. It's a. I've seen it. It. It really. It's a good thing. You. You literally. That. That is the. That is. I would say one of the most key components to becoming what what you could characterize as unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the biggest components. Um, oh, it's a requirement for sure. Yeah. It. It's an absolute requirement. That switch has to flip in your mind before you can ever exist as yourself. Being truly you. It has to happen. And you have to be 100% you 
for you to go where you're supposed to go. I don't believe everyone in this life gets to, fulfills their calling. I don't believe everyone in this life, as a matter of fact, I would say the the, the minority of people in this life get to where they are actually supposed to go. And in a lot of cases, it's because of this very reason that we're talking about right here. And you know where I learned this from, man? Well, I learned it from my own experience, but I also learned it by looking at some of my biggest mentors. Um, guys like uh, Jesse Itzler. Jesse Itzler is one of my biggest mentors. He this switch to this switch has flipped in his mind. You can watch everything. He is one hundred percent his self, and he just does what he does, man. And he has all, and he has dang near every attack vector, sure, that you could possibly try to leverage against him. But people think that matters, and it doesn't it, affect him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect him at all. He just keeps going. He just keeps winning. And he's winning because this switch is flipped and he is just who he is. He's who he is. I mean, you can watch him and see. Yep. And um Well, most people are too busy thinking, well, what if people don't like who I really am? <laughs> Jesse well, don't, then it hasn't flipped yet. <laughs> Jesse don't give a crap, man. And yeah, exactly. Then it hasn't flipped. Yeah, that, that's how you know it hasn't flipped is if you're worried about if people will like your true self. Because yeah. if it's flipped, you once again, don't care. And 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 why would you? That's one thing that I think does if people would actually take the time to think about it could help them potentially is think about why it would matter. Why you would care. Why? Like, really sit down and think about it, because I bet a million dollars you won't come up with a reason. You won't come up with one. Why you should care what other people think in this context. You can't come up with one. I'll tell you why most people care. Well, they can't come up with a valid reason. <laughs> no, no, it's not a valid reason. <laughs> most people care because they're actually living in a reality that is not real. There, There's a, there's a whole thing i've written down here oh boy uh you getting bored with this conversation tech guy no i've got plenty i could say <laughs> we're gonna let you talk get ready there's a whole thing that i've written down here that says escape to reality i am in the process of escaping back to reality what is real i have spent the last i i, I look i'm guilty of all this I have spent the last two years of my life living in a place that is not reality. I'm not going to break that down for y'all right now. I'm just telling you. You got to escape. When you escape back to what is real, you will come to this conclusion Chili just highlighted. Why do I care? And you will not be able to give a reason if you have escaped back to what is real. I know that's deep, YouTube. I, I just wish I could see the comments right now on this crap, man. There's not really many. 
Well, well, may, I, maybe may, that far. Maybe, maybe it's just too far, man. Maybe it, y'all, y'all drop a comment. We'll change the subject because here's the thing: none of this will make sense to any of you guys unless you've decided you want to be the absolute best at what it is you've been called to do. None of this will make any sense to this is not this conversation is not for anyone unless they have decided I want to go as far as I can possibly go. I want to take it all the way. It, this is irrelevant conversation for anyone who hasn't first decided that for themselves. What do you got to say, tech guy? What do you mean by I mean what I'll Ask you a question. What do you mean by real? Let's get back to what is real. You know where most people's reality is nowadays? Take a guess. Take a guess. Well, I know what I think about the whole reality thing. Most people's perception of reality. It's in their own, I mean. No, it's in technology. Eh, everybody. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Most people's. Per, most people's perceived reality is too connected into technology. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's... That you, that's where you spend so much of your time. Now, whether that's email, that, that, and by that I mean anything other than face-to-face interaction, real life. Anything outside of that, is only a partial reality. And some of it is not reality at all. And that's where most people are. are they, they, they hover somewhere in between what is real and what is not real. And anything on anything technological is not real. And so most people hover kind of in between those two realities. And some people live completely in a virtual reality. What's well, like, and they've lost total sight of what is real. And here's the thing: you can only you only have any influence or control, and the only valid input or experience is what is real. That's it. So that that's in a, in a short form. That's what I mean by that. And I mean, I almost think of it. You know, I'm a videographer in in video, and so what is real is actually the raw video form. That's what is real. Mm -hmm. And then what is not real is the final edited version. And the final edited version is what what you're talking about Mm -hmm. in technology. People are either whatever they're consuming or portraying is the final what they want to be seen. But what is real is the actual raw entire... So most people, when we talk about living in a virtual reality, which is where most of you are living, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, because that's where I've been living the last couple of years, right? Um, What you're seeing are people portraying the image they want you to see of themselves, all right? So that's all you're seeing. You're seeing the highest level of perfection. That's destroying you. What else are what else are you receiving? What it, you're in, you're so you're getting that input of people portraying themselves as as perfect, and you're sitting here wondering, well, dang, why is this crap so hard for me, and it's not hard for them, and it's destroying you? And then the other input you're receiving is all the chatter, all the chatter from from people it, from people who, if it was real life. 
would not would not even have not even close to the amount of courage it would take to see to say the things they're saying. You're, you're receiving all of this fake input. As a matter of fact, everything you get from technology is fake input. That's influencing your perception of what is actually real. Y'all get that? <laughs> well, there's two reasons why this may not resonate with a lot of people. For one, not everybody, hardly anybody listening to this is in the position that you're in where they're getting all this feedback from social media. Well, then, then, the, but their input is still what they're seeing. Sure, right. Sure. So that's why I hit both of those. But the reason I also think that that's not that sure it's having a huge effect. However, this this went on. This has went on with this caring what other people think and confidence issues since the dawn of time. People had this problem before technology. They cared what other people thought with well, the people around them. You, you would you would have, but it's limited. When it was, you can't take into consideration that technology has literally infinitely increased it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has, especially for most people that choose to use it because, and, and that comes down to the, the number of social relationships that you could have before technology was fairly limited. Now there's something called parasocial relationships, right? So that's basically the relation, like, Je Jesse is a, is a, public figure that you mentioned that a lot of people have a parasocial relationship with you have an actual interpersonal relationship with him you've you're friends with him you've you talk in person you've done things together you you know but a lot of people look at jesse and they've never met him in their life never will never communicated with him but they feel like they know him they 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 know what his kids play sports they love him they that's a parasocial relationship and you have those with people that you look up to and follow and also the people that that are around you on social media that you've never met and then potentially they send you messages and comment to you and then it's it, yeah you're right it floods your mind and and creates a whole cascade of of social relationships that you can't manage yeah especially in your position but i mean i think this is i think the core of it is actually predate social media is my point it's just made it's exacerbated the issue that's what i yeah think. yeah it, you know yeah i i, I would agree with that i, I would say though the re, th this is the 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 reality of it before technology there were consequences for you making untrue statements or or confronting another human being in actual reality. So the 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 circumstances were, were definitely less often. Sure. Um so I'm just talking about that mentality. Yeah, yeah. I, I say the mentality. I would yeah, be I, there regardless. I, I would agree with you. And it's you. a problem regardless. I would agree with you. I'm just saying yeah. the problem has infinitely increased now to where human beings are actually living their entire lives in a false reality yeah. perpetually. Well, and it's on a mass massive scale. And that's why people are so sick and insecure. And that's why people are freaking killing themselves all the time it's and worse, on yeah. drugs. And I mean, that's a big root of the problem. All right. That's, that's one of the biggest tragedies of this is that people begin to believe this about themselves. They believe that they can 
be this person that they want to be, even though deep down they know they can't, but they believe they can, and they actually tried to become somebody that they're not. Right. We've, we've talked about this before. We see examples all the time of this person, and, and it's obvious that they're trying to be someone that they're clearly not supposed to be because it's just not working out for them. We can always, de- you know, anybody can never determine that. But the root of what we're talking about, I've said this long ago, that you can never teach somebody a lesson. A lot, like of times, a lot of times we try to explain our experience in hopes that someone will glean from it and not have to endure what we endured. Like That's a common thinking. Let, let me teach you this lesson that I learned so that you won't have to learn this lesson the hard way. Mm. And it doesn't work that way. You have to learn the lesson yourself. But I'll ask you guys if I've thought this out in my mind and I'll share my answer. But if... You can't teach them the lesson. What is the value in sharing your experience with people? Why, why would you, you do that if you you're not? Sh- you share your experience with, pe- with, with people. You share your experience with people only for the ones who are ready to receive it. That, that's why we're sharing this right here on, on here is, is for the three, four, five people who are ready to receive it. But even if they are ready to receive it, they still can't learn the lesson you learned until they endure it, that it, experience it, themselves it, 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 it is what what this is doing for the individuals who who are in the time and place in their own experience right now to hear this is it is providing confirmation mm. it's providing confirmation for them yeah that that's what it's for it's to edify them it's to build them up it's to say dang it's for them to be able to say dang i'm not the only one that thinks this way i've been yeah. i've been learning these things but but I'm looking around me and nobody else, nobody else thinks this way. But dang, I'm not the only, this is, this is the way it has to work. This is confirmation. Yeah, Chili. Well, I reject the notion that, that I accept the notion of the premise that someone cannot learn a lesson that they don't experience. Right. That is true. However, you're, it's not even a matter of learning the lesson. You can teach somebody this, and they can avoid the pitfalls of it just by, by receiving what you teach them. I actually do believe that can happen. Like They won't ever have to deal because they, they, they might can just avoid an experience like it. Like They won't have actually learned the lesson, but they might could avoid it altogether by, by helping them teach, teach this. Like... This may be a bad example, but but if you try to avoid, if you try to teach somebody a lesson of, you know, say you used to do drugs and and you're trying to teach somebody a lesson like, hey, don't, you know, this is what can happen. Don't do this. Well, no one will, no one that ever doesn't try drugs will learn the lesson, but they may avoid it altogether based on what you told them. So there's still value in teaching somebody something. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, in a way. I, I think there are some lessons. Maybe that could be learned, but I well, truly well, don't learned. think. Learned means like you went through it. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But, but like so you could, you're saying you won't learn the lesson, but you can avoid uh, avoid even having to learn the lesson. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I think is the value in in some of that. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I mean, that, that's that. just my thoughts on it. Shut yeah. you down, Tech. No, <laughs> no I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't shut it down. I mean, I I still think you can't 
learn the lesson without enduring Agreed. the experience. But I do see your point Agreed. in that yeah. you could avoid maybe some suffering yeah. if you are wise enough and in the place to actually consider what somebody says. If you, someone tells you about their experience of using drugs and you're about to use drugs in that split second, if you remember that, you might say, oh, no, I'm not going to use it. That could, yeah, that could work. I mean, yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. And no, it's not disagreeing with him at all. It's actually accepting that, but saying that there's still value. Yeah. It, it's also it's also nice to to hear things from people. I made the comment at the beginning of this conversation that Chili's been trying to talk to me about these things for quite a while. And it's also nice to hear these things from people, even when you're not, even when it, it you, you see no way to apply it because you're not there yet but when you do get there it's also nice to be able to look back and say dang this is what that joker was trying to tell me about that's it that that is my whole reason and i think that of sharing your experiences that so when when somebody gets to the point that they are going to go through what you went through they are able to actually because some some things we go through, we don't learn the lesson mm-hmm. because we're not yeah we're not paying enough attention. We don't stop and look at what happened there and actually pull the lesson out of it. But how many things have you been through? Just like Chad said, that if Chili hadn't told you that, you might not have even learned this lesson right now. Yeah, you might have just you might have just continued on. Maybe you stayed in it longer. Maybe you come out of it and you don't even get the lessons you should have gotten. But when people share their experiences with you. It is to prepare them so that they are able to glean the lessons that they should or that, that, that you got out of it from what they went through. Well, trying to teach somebody a lesson like this can also help someone identify a problem that they may not be aware of. Yeah. Because you're not going to learn a lesson either unless you're aware that you have a problem. That's it. And mm-hmm. if someone helps, if someone tries to point it out to you, not to like, be like, hey, man, you've got a problem, but to be like, man, this would be so much better if you could figure this out. You may you may not be aware that you had that issue beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You, you, you think that, 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 so that's me. You, you think you're where you, you need to be. You think you're, you think you're where, you think you're in a good position. Yeah. And, um, and you're not. And, so, and somebody somebody has to point some it's nice for somebody to point that out to you like oh hey man you want to go here no you, you're not ready to go here like just a, in a practical example people have asked I've been on a lot of podcasts right All, we've traveled the country doing podcasts and every there's been hundreds of people say well when are you going to go on Joe Rogan's podcast. Well, Chili's told me the whole time, no, man, you're not ready. You're not ready to go there. He's He was right. <laughs> he well, was right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not even anything about Joe Rogan's podcast. No, but it's that, just, that's just, that is right. just an example. Exactly, yeah. I you want to go there, you want to go to the top, you, you, can't, you can't go there yet. That's pointing out, like, your deficiency and you don't even see it. But that's why I keep chili around. <laughs> well, I always, I don't like the notion of, of 
like trying to help somebody see something because I'm always like, well, there's, I'm trying to help someone see something like this and there's infinite amounts of things that I'm not seeing about myself as well. So it's like, you feel like, you know, someone should be, I don't want that to be, you know, it's not like I'm got it all figured out or you can't do the same thing to me. Well, don't worry. You got plenty of time left, brother. (laughs) A hundred times over. But at the same time, you know, it, it truly what this discussion to explain it is born out of you expressing the desire to do what you wanted to do to me and to us and me being like, well, dude, you're going to have to figure this out first. I mean, that's all it is. It's like when you say you want to go somewhere and there's clearly something holding you back, I feel like you've got to address it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chili, um, Chili, I, I had a conversation on the phone with Chili yesterday before we sat down and had this talk. Obviously, we're talking live here. And um, because Chili knows how I've been operating the last couple of years, so I, I put it, I have set forth a significant challenge for myself. And part of me being able to, it's really interesting how all this is lining up. <laughs> it's just really really interesting because I've put something in front of myself for myself. Um, and Chili was like, yeah, man, I I want you to be able to go and chase these extremely difficult things that you want to do. I I want you to be able to do those things and not worry about what's going to happen. And he was alluding to, the me that was six months ago, right? It's really interesting how all this is lining up, you know? I I have no expectations for it. I'm just telling you, it is a, for me personally, it's a humbling and transformative experience. And it's this that I'm going through right now is probably the most valuable transformation that I have been through aside from being saved and uh, and coming to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So aside from that, this is the most valuable transformation. And the interesting thing also about this transformation is that the whole the whole concept of the transformation that I'm going through, when you look at it, it is actually being conformed more into the likeness and image of Christ. If you think of Christ in, 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 in context of what we just said, did Christ allow any external <clears throat> pressure, any Do you realize, I don't know if we've lost sight of this or not. Jesus Christ had people that hated him so bad, they crucified him. That's a whole nother level of hatred that none of us have experienced. Nobody on this, listening to this, has experienced that level of hatred. He stayed focused 
and he accomplished what he set forth to accomplish without ever allowing a single external force or pressure to cause him to deviate. So when you compare what we're talking about here to Christ in, in, what, we, in what he has revealed to us about himself in the Gospels, he is, the, he is literally the, the, the poster board of this. So many people, I think, I think that anybody who has ever been or reached their own potential, maximum, maximum potential in the course of their life, I think every single one of those people throughout all of history have went through this transformation. I look at this up here on the board, up here on the wall right here from Theodore Roosevelt. Why do you think he wrote this? It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is barred by dust and sweat, whose blood and, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and no short and, and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, and who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement. And who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory or defeat. I will guarantee you Theodore Roosevelt wrote that based off of his experience in his own personal life going through the exact same transformation that we're talking about right here on this podcast. No man can write something like that without having went through this. I don't know. It's uh, I've been thinking the whole time that I, I, I think you see people, at least to a degree, go through this transformation, but how many people that are, that are successful were this way you think nobody was this way just basically their whole life i haven't come to that conclusion yet because i think i think so yeah i, I think for the most part or not i think some people for the most part were that way their whole life i, I think that that may be the case yeah that may be the case but yep. but so many people aren't that that they're going to have to go through this transformation. So that's going to be more mm -hmm. valuable to more people, mm -hmm. you know, but to write something like that, you have to understand this to, to write something like that. You have to, uh, you have to first. Yeah. I would say he definitely, you have to go through it. I'm sure. So he if, if he, if, if, if Theodore Roosevelt was one of those people that was like this, there, what we're talking about his entire life, that would have never been born before. That poem would have never been written. And, and, and that has withstood the test of time. It's called The Man in the Arena. Um, 
Very interesting. So, <clears throat> want to let you guys know, uh, and we'll take some que- any questions that you got from YouTube here in just a second. You've got we have gotten overwhelming response of you guys wanting to come out and train at the Rop Course Rite of Passage. If you don't know what the Rite of Passage is, I did a whole episode on it. Um, I'll look up what episode number that is, but because so many of you guys have applied to come out and train and all the courses are full, we're going to put another course on the calendar, Rite of Passage. If you want to know what it is, it's episode 271 or actually 267, 267. Um, so we're going to put another date on the calendar for Rop, another team, June 9th through the 11th, 11th, June 9 through 11th. So if you want to apply for the June dates, figure out how to apply. Don't be a turd. It's not that hard. Go listen to the episode. You better know what the, what the crap it is before you even apply for it. Yeah. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it ain't going to be no joke. All right? So you can apply for that. We just did that. Because if you guys want to train, we're going to train you. Yep. That's what we do. I want to let you know, too, Blake and I filmed an entire range series. Literally, everything that you need to know about how to go out to the range, the gear you need, how to conduct a range, um, all the fundamentals that you should practice, how to clean and maintain your weapon. It's seven videos, right, Blake? Yeah. I think it's seven videos, about an hour and a half worth of content. And that, how do people get that, Blake? First of all, you can get it on, if you're on Patreon, if you're a VIP patron, it's all on Patreon. If you don't want to join Patreon, for whatever reason, some of you guys just don't want to join Patreon, if you want the range series, because you, you, you're thinking about getting into uh, shooting and you're, 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 you want to go to the range. This is the same stuff that we would take our students through that come out and train with us live. So how do they get it if they don't want to join Patreon? You can buy it on Kajabi. and Just our website. Well, that doesn't mean right? anything to them. So, how do they get it? Well, I'm explaining <laughs> that. If you go on our website and you click video courses, it'll bring you to our video course website, and there'll be Nuff Said Running course, and then there'll be the Range Series course. So click the Range Series. You can buy it there, and then you'll have access to it forever forever as long as the long as there's still the internet yeah so if y'all want to get that go get it um and this episode and this conversation was brought to you by our hydration partner here hoist it's good stuff right here hoist is clinically proven to hydrate you 110 percent better than water has 70 calories no preservatives, 130 mils of calcium, 260 potassium, 20 milligrams of magnesium, 430 milligrams of sodium. Everything that you need to keep you going further, faster, and longer than you thought you could go. And taste good doing it. And it tastes darn good. And not to mention, these are good folks, man. They support our military. They support our first responders. They're good red-blooded Americans behind this brand. They produce an awesome product. This is what we use when we train. 
This is what we use when we race. You guys saw me drink this for 24 hours straight on the treadmill race. It's an absolutely outstanding product. There's tons of junk out there. There's tons of sports drinks, Gatorades, Powerades, powders, this and that. Half of them taste like crap, and the other half of them don't do nothing. And just full of sugar and high fructose corn syrup. These are our partners here. Support If you like this podcast, it's pretty important that you support the companies that support 307 Project, which we only have two partners. Hoist is one of them. Go get you some, man. Drinkhoist.com. You can get you a darn subscription. They just ship it to your house. We keep a couple cases of it here in the office. You don't even have to worry about it. It just comes in the mail. Good stuff right there, man. We got any questions from YouTube? Seems like they've been awful quiet this whole conversation. Yeah, they've been kind of quiet. Uh... Oh, what's wrong with you guys, man? I'll tell you what's wrong with you guys. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to get started on y'all, YouTube. <laughs> oh, I ain't even going to get started on y'all. Get fired up. No, I ain't even going to do it. I will. While Blake's looking, I will just say something super quick. I don't want this to be misconstrued as when you hear not caring what other people think to not be, don't misconstrue that with, you know, you can't value input from, from certain people that mean a lot to you in your life in, in a different context. Like that's a good point. Yeah. Because the, the other day, because I don't even do that very often. There's very few people that, that matter, but I, I got home from the proven ground, uh, this weekend and I was telling my, my parents, I was like, you know, I don't value what a whole lot of people, you, there's just not that many people that, that are close to me, you know, and I, I even value what they say at all. Um, and this isn't caring what other people think. This is a totally different thing. I'm not talking about, you know, me or whatever, but, but James Ward, I respect James and, and his value, what he has to say just about any, whenever he opens his mouth more than basically anybody I've ever met, you know, outside of my family or what, I mean, that, that's a, he's just such a special dude. And it's really rare for me to say that, but this this conversation made me remember that and think about that. Like, don't don't forget how important that is. Uh, that's not what we're talking about when we're saying, you know, you can't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, like about yourself. I mean, it, you know, I just don't want that to be misconstrued. That's a totally different thing. Yeah, you're right. If the right people are telling you, telling you something. Whether it's about it, it, you or not, I yeah, just mean to yeah. just value his input. Yeah, exactly. And and it is it it is, it's not a hit on your con- your self confidence to audit yourself. If the right people are telling you something, sometimes you need to audit yourself and say, okay, it are the things I'm doing, are the things I'm saying, are are they are they pointing are, are they in alignment with where I want to go right. So, that's exactly right, Chili. Thank you for adding that caveat. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be able to accept input unbiasedly, right, and assess yourself almost outside of yourself so that you may, but you have to take it from the right people to your yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
we'll go with a couple questions on here. APS fan asked, should we know what failure is or just forget that it exists? I don't know. Well, I think maybe he's talking about like operating in a manner that just Yeah, well, failure. I'll tell you. You can I mean, unless you have some amnesia pill, you can't forget that failure exists. Why would you deny reality? Failure does exist. I'm not a big fan of denying things that don't exist. People say that all the time, like change your mindset, man. Quitting's not even real. It's like, well, yeah, huh. it's like, yeah, 100% is. I mean, just <laughs> we're trying to avoid it. Like you're not going to so many people you have to live within the dang bounds of reality, okay? All this stuff is real. It exists. But you can overcome it in reality and not succumb to it. Exactly. Okay, that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to live in some false reality that, that says failure doesn't exist. You're just deluding yourself, and you'll delude yourself for many other things. Not a good idea. So, no, don't, don't – you can't. You can't forget that failure exists. You just tell yourself that it's – not real, but you, you still know it is. You you always you always have to take failure into account as a as a potential outcome, and unless you're just unless you just decided not to do anything that challenges you, it's always a potential outcome. Yep. The 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 fa failure is it, that, that just goes back to the what we hashed out earlier in the podcast mistakes. Don't define you in life. A, mis a mistake is a failure. All right? Yep. So, yes, failure exists. When failure becomes destructive is when you allow that failure to define you for the rest of your life, which is, by the way, once again, what everybody expects to happen. The next one, this will be the last one I read. Jeff Ship. he asked, how do you deal with a family that treats you as the underdog then you achieve and they can't accept that you actually make it and i would say this even extends to outside of a family you know i mean yeah yeah that's, that's what we talked about earlier uh most people will root for you until you get the success that they were rooting for you to have it's that's that's a psychological phenomenon that exists in so many people and whether they're your family or not that may be the way that they treat you what did he ask how to deal with it yeah we just did an entire podcast on how to deal with what other with other people's opinions in that manner. It's got to click. Yeah, there, there's only one way that you that you can. If this has clicked with you, there's only one thing that you will think about those people. You, you will literally, you should mourn for them. You should feel sorry for them. If you want to think about them at all. That's the only thing that's going to come to your mind is, man, I really hate it that the people that I love will never experience what I'm experiencing right now. I really hate that for them. I really hate that they, that they, that they are just going to be from now until something changes stuck exactly where they are. And if you want to think anything about them, that's the only thing you can think about them. Yeah, uh, that, that's uh, f being family doesn't give you some special s status of like, oh, I should treat this person different because they're family. No, 
their their thought process is going to lead them to the same outcome that anybody else that feels that way about you just don't first of all don't say well screw them because then then they're winning they're they're in your head if that's your thought whether it's family or or, or friends or if if you are running all if the if the screw them mentality uh, well, I'm going to show them. If that's what you're running off of for fuel, then you're, again, running off of what? External influence. You see the difference here? It's a distinct difference. So if that's where you're at, they're winning. They're in your head, man. They they own you. It's your decision. Also, whether you're family with somebody or not, most people will never... We'll never see somebody become successful and not feel like it's taking away from their opportunity for success. That's not true, but they'll feel that way. So that's why many people treat you that that way. They're worried about what you're doing. They're worried about what success you're having. They root for you to fail because they feel like that opens up the opportunity for them to be successful, even though it has nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. So... You should actually expect that at least some members of your family and people that you grew up with and your friends and people around you will, the more successful you get, will treat you that way. The only way it matters is if you care. Yep. That's all I'll do on questions. We had a $5 super chat. Thanks, Ricardo Carmona. Appreciate that, Ricardo. Thank you. Love you guys. All right, well, I was going to go over First Peter or Second Peter chapter 1, but we're already deep into this thing. And Chili said we already did a podcast on Second Peter chapter 1. Well, no, I said, so, I said, did you remember that? If we're going to do it again, you, I hope go, you know that we did the one. Go back and find it if you want to hear about Second Peter chapter 1. The, it tells you how to never fall. So, Well, we could talk about it. Why can't we no, talk about it no, now? No, I'm, I'm done podcasting for now. <laughs> Jeez. We got a bunch of other stuff to do. Enough said. Love you guys. Enough said. <laughs>